Our scripture today comes from Romans. Paul is writing uh, in chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, hello, Christ Church and all of our friends joining us today. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat. Let us know you're here. If you're on the website, we would love to hear from you too. Send us a prayer request or a praise report. And of course, you can follow along with my outline on the website or the Christ Church app. How are you doing today? Remember John Wesley's class meeting question, How is it with your soul? How is your soul today? One thing I appreciate as a Christ follower is the promise that God loves me and extends grace and forgiveness to me even in the midst of trouble or difficult or stress or hurtful circumstances, we can have faith, hope, and love because God loves us, forgives us, and is always with us. He's the one who never leaves us or forsakes us. Amen? Amen. Today I'm continuing this message series titled, I Wonder looking at God questions that many people have. We've said that in the midst of living everyday life, it's natural and okay to have big God questions. Like, I wonder if God exists, or I wonder why bad things happen to good people, or I wonder why my prayers seem to go unanswered. In the midst of everyday life, it's natural to have big God questions. And we've said that, hey, being in Christian community, looking at the Scripture together in the power of the Holy Spirit is a great way to find impacting answers for our questions. Another question many people ask, according to a Barna poll, is this, I wonder about God's will for my life. Do you remember a time when you asked that question? Was there a time in your life when you consciously remember asking that question? I suppose at some level I was exploring it all the while I was growing up, trying to understand right from wrong in my daily interactions with people. But for me, in the middle of high school, when I was trying to think about life after graduation, about the future, about college, and what I wanted to do next, that was when I really began considering the idea that God had a will for my life. It was then that I began reading the scriptures and listening to others talk about knowing God's will. That was the beginning of my journey, seeking to discern God's will for my life. You know, God's will is one of the biggest issues I deal with as a pastor. People come to me desperately wanting to know God's will. They often say, I have a big decision and I need to know what God wants me to do. 
I'm at a crossroads and I wonder what God's will is for my life. Obviously, finding God's will is important for many of us. I have some great news. God wants us to know His will even more than we want to know His will. God's will is not a secret. Discovering God's will is not some kind of existential game of hide and seek where God hides it and is amused by watching us try to find it. God deeply desires for us to know and to do His will. The story of the Bible is the story of God revealing Himself. First, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants. Remember, they were a group of 70 when the family went to Egypt during a famine. And, and remember, it was Joseph who, who saved them. But by the time God called Moses, they had been, the children of Israel had been in Egypt some 430 years. And so as they left Egypt, they became the people of Israel whom God delivered from Egypt and led into the promised land. And in that whole experience, God wanted them to get to know Him and understand His heart. The Ten Commandments that God gave them on Mount Sinai were to help them and us understand what it means to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. The first four commandments, you remember, are about how we relate to God. And the last six are about how we relate to one another. How do we understand God's will for our lives? Understanding God's will for our lives begin as we get to know God. But getting to know God through the story of the Old Testament is not easy. Even as I am reading through the Bible again this year, there are parts of the Old Testament story of God and His people Israel that can be confounding and, and confusing. I think that's why for a long time as I was growing up, I had a distorted view of God. Instead of seeing God as a loving and merciful and compassionate God, I had developed an image of God as an angry, uh, gray-haired old, old guy with a, with, a, with a stick, wanting to find those breaking the rules so that He could punish them. Because of that image growing up, I kind of thought, you know, I, I better keep some distance between me and God. I don't want to be in trouble. But nothing could be further from the truth about who God is. The good news is God wants to be fully known and has revealed Himself most completely to us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. God chose to reveal Himself in Jesus Christ so that we could understand more completely who He is and what He is like. Hey, after His own encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus and getting to know God more completely in Christ, the Apostle Paul, in writing to the Christians in the church at Corinth, says in 2 Corinthians 1.3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of what? Compassion 
and the God of all what? Comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles. Do you ever have struggles, troubles, hurts, heartaches? Paul says God is the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. In Christ, He is a God who comforts us, consoles us, calms us, reassures us in the midst of our troubles. The Apostle John, having himself experienced the life and ministry of Jesus, having seen Jesus crucified and then risen from the dead, wrote about God's heart toward us in 1 John 3.1. How great is the love the Father has what? Lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. God loves us. And in sending Jesus Christ, He lavished His great love on us that we are called children of God. We have a close, intimate, father-child relationship with the living God. How do we know God's will for our life? We get to know God. And the way to truly get to know God most fully is to believe the good news about Jesus. The story of the Bible is God wanting to help us understand our problem and then helping us solve it. From the very beginning in the story of Adam and Eve, we get in touch with our sin problem. Though God created us in His own image and we are fearfully and wonderfully made, we also have this bent toward sin and disobedience. It's what separates us from God and is the source of the guilt and shame that we feel when we blow it. Out of great love and compassion for us, God came in the person of Jesus Christ to shepherd us back into His fold. In John 10, 14, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep, what? Know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. The simple message of the gospel is that Jesus willingly laid down His life for you and me. He gave up His life on the cross to pay the price for our sin and salvation. Sin no longer has a hold on us. Death no longer has its sting either. We experience new birth, new life, new power. God does a new thing within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody has their own story of how that happens for them. Some are very dramatic. Some people are healed from sickness or set free from drugs or alcohol. Others are delivered from hopelessness and despair. Some experience healing, and others restoration in, re in relationships. The power of God to change a life is limitless. It's amazing what God can do. The thing that God did for me was to give me new meaning and purpose for living. Before Christ, I was egotistical and very self-centered. I was looking out for number one, me. After I met Christ, He gave me a new heart and compassion for other people. I realized that they too were lost like I had been. 
but could be found. I ask God to help me to, to be about finding others who were lost, and He did. How do we know God's will for our life? We get to know the living God. We believe the good news about Jesus, and then we follow Jesus. There is a general will that God has for all of us, that we would believe and follow Jesus. The whole story of the Bible is pointing us to Jesus. From the beginning to the end, we see God's handiwork in leading those who come seeking to find Jesus. God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, 3 was that all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Moses had said in Deuteronomy 18, 15, God would raise up a prophet like him who would come after. Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Daniel said, one like a son of man would come and establish an everlasting kingdom. Isaiah, the prophet, spoke of a suffering servant in chapter 53 who would be like a lamb led to the slaughter and who would bear the sins of many. We follow Jesus because He is God's anointed one, God's Messiah, God's Savior. He's the one who summed up the whole law and the prophets in Luke 10, 27, saying this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. The great commandment. This is God's general will for all of our lives, to live the great commandment. Jesus is also the one who said in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Therefore go and make what? Disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. The Great Commission. This too is God's general will for each of us. We're all on the team to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus' teaching affirmed the Ten Commandments. Obeying them is God's will for all of our lives. Jesus, remember, shared eight beatitudes, inner qualities of those living in the kingdom that He came to establish. Reflecting them is part of God's general will for our lives too. In Galatians 5.22, Paul wrote of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These two are God's general will for all of our lives. We see God's general will regarding His gift of sex in the Scripture, fidelity in covenant marriage, celibacy in singleness. We see God's general will for all of our behavior throughout the Scripture. We are to live holy lives. Jesus said in Matthew 5:48, Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Apostle Paul, in writing his letter to the Romans, after celebrating all that God has done for us in His Son Jesus in the first 11 chapters, beginning with chapter 12, shares another image of God's general will for our lives. In Romans 12:1, Paul says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, 
in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. We are to live as though we are offering our very lives to God. Living sacrifices, holy and pleasing. This is our spiritual act of worship. We don't have to think very long about it to realize that God is calling us to live differently than most. Paul continues in Romans 12 too, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Living holy lives means not conforming to what's typical in the world. We don't follow the, the broad road that leads to destruction, but instead the narrow road that Jesus said leads to life. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. We seek God's will, God's direction. We find it in the scriptures and through our relationship with Jesus as He leads us and guides us in the truth by the power of His Holy Spirit. Then, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. By not conforming to the things of this world, but instead offering our lives to God and letting Him transform us by the renewing of our minds, that's how we are able to know, to discern God's will for our lives. And get this, His will for us is always good, pleasing, and perfect. Remember this, as we offer our lives to God, His will for us becomes known. Let's pray. Let's pray about that. O oh, Heavenly Father, gracious God, we are grateful that You love us deeply and want us to know and walk in Your will. Thank You for making Yourself known to us in the majesty of Your creation. The heavens do declare Your glory. We also see goodness and grace in Your steadfast relationship with Your covenant people Israel. Through them, all the world has been blessed. The scriptures point to Jesus, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Savior. He laid down His life and provided salvation for all who believe. Help us to follow Him, His great commandment, his great commission, His law of love. O Holy Spirit, enable us to live holy lives, living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to You, no longer conforming to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, as we offer our lives to You, Your will for us is made known. What a blessing. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we've prayed. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hey, I hope the message spoke to you today. You know, we can know God's will for our life. God deeply desires for us to know and to do His will. If you have questions about the message, let me hear from you. 
If you'd like to visit more about having a new life in Jesus Christ, I would love to visit with you about that too. Maybe you've joined us today and you would say, man, I've got this prayer request that's on my heart or you have a praise report. Send them to us. We want to hear from you. Go to the website or use the Christ Church app. Has God been blessing your life? You know what? Giving back is a wonderful way to thank God for His goodness. You can use text to give, the app. You can go to the website or, or mail in contributions. Thank you so much for your partnership in this ministry. Be sure to take advantage of our discipleship opportunities and find all the information you need on our website, cumctulsa.com. God bless you today. Remember, as we offer our lives to God, His will for us becomes known. Look forward to these upcoming opportunities. For now, in what way can you offer your life to God today as your spiritual act of worship? Hey, Brittany. Hey, Lisa. Did you know that apple pie costs $2.50 a slice in Jamaica, but $3 a slice in the Bahamas? Okay. And those, my friends, are the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> we are excited to be able to host our Upward Summer Basketball Camp again this year. Kids entering kindergarten through sixth grade are invited to join us June 14th, 16th, and 18th. The camp is intentionally designed to develop the total athlete, mentally, athletically, spiritually, and socially. Registration is open, but space is limited. You can sign your kids up online through May 21st. Save the date for the For the Master Jim Curtis Memorial Golf Tournament. The tournament will be held at LaFortune Park's Par 3 course on June 12th at 8.30 a.m. It's a shotgun start followed by a hamburger lunch. Sign up online or in the People Place. Starting Thursday, May 13th at 6.30 p.m., Pastor Jim will begin a seven-week Zoom Bible study on the book of Ephesians. This letter focuses on what God did through the work of Christ and what He does through the Holy Spirit today to build His kingdom on earth. For more information or to sign up, contact Pastor Jim. You can find all of this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.